0: I right there. there it is. There we go.
1: Oh, for one brief moment I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone.
2: Oh Fudge.
1: Only I didn't say fudge.
0: It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm Gary Mans. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Manson Mitchell in your ears with mistletoe overhead and a great guest. And also the pleasure of a Saturday. This is the weekend leading up to the big day, and we get to work once again with Nathan Miller. Nathan, how are you doing? Good morning, Gary and Suzanne,
2: and happy holiday weekend to you. we got Christmas just around the corner in a couple days. It's the eve of Christmas Eve. I think you're jingling this morning, (laughs) Nathan. Jingling all the way. Have you got reindeer there in the uh, studio with you?
0: That's a good question. I wonder what sound they make. Actually, never know what a sound a reindeer makes.
2: You have to watch some movies or like <laughs> below zero or something. If know. you've
0: got reindeer in the studio with you, watch where you walk. <laughs> yeah. Good,
2: good advice. Good Better advice. Better
0: get my red nose on so I can see where I'm going. There you go. <laughs> Today, we've got Bill Champlin back.
2: We do. We Mr. Are,
0: Tarot. We
2: are happy to have him back. And in the second half of our show, he is. Going to be um, pulling some tarot cards and doing some mini messages for people. If you would like to get a mini message from Bill, uh, don't call just yet, but I will give out the numbers a little bit later, and we will um, we will have a call-in show today with with some fun Christmas fun, little Christmas gifts given by Bill. And you and I.
0: I like that. Stalking stuffers, as it were. Stocking stuffers. Why don't you give the man his mad
2: props? Bill Champlin is an intuitive with a focus on psychic tarot cards and energy readings to provide clients with precise, helpful guidance. His background in metaphysical studies began in the 1980s. Bill's education includes certification in Akashic Records, tarot card studies, and psychic awareness. He's also a certified Reiki master and certified in past life therapy. Very interesting topics. We will be sure to give out his website and all his contact information after the break. I'll just give you a hint. It's tarotbybill.com. In the meantime, welcome once again to Manson Mitchell, Bill Champlin. Good to have you with us today. Good
1: to be here and good morning to both of you.
2: Good morning. You know, every time I read your introduction, there's something that kind of jumps out at me, and this time, I don't know if this jumped out before or if this is a new thing, but but what I was really looking at was the certification in Akashic records, and I'm wondering if when you are doing an intuitive reading for somebody, you're using the tarot cards or if you have another way that you're accessing Akashic records to talk to somebody.
1: Yes, when I do the Akashic Records readings, that is all done psychically without cards. So I'm connecting with uh, the person's records and asking permission to access their records and um, looking at it that way. In fact, I did several Akashic Records readings yesterday. And so it's done without the cards or any sort of um, other props or whatever.
2: Tools, right. Yeah. Uh, ju- just your own head. Yes. All right. <laughs> Uh, Also, just this idea of uh, past lives. We have talked about past lives with other guests before, and I'm always interested in what your perception is about past lives. Do you think that we have many? Do you think we have few? Do you think we have the option not to return for another life here on Earth? I mean, what, what is your take on, on past lives? How many have you had and how many have you seen or know about?
1: Um, good question. So um, I feel like I've had at least 30 or 33 past lives on Earth. Um, different people, in other words, different souls have different amounts of past lives here on Earth or on other planets, other dimensions and so forth. Um, so it depends on each individual person. And, um, so past lives, we've all had past lives. Um, there are, I want to say, very few, um, first time souls here on earth. Um, so we've all had past lives, um, go, you know, looking backward. Uh, and so that's what the soul, the soul is, is eternal. So we didn't just, begin the race at this point right now
2: right right well you know what i say about earth school it's not for the faint of heart if you're if you're incarnating on on uh, mother gaia here on earth you're you're in for a rough ride
1: yes you are absolutely (laughs) and i believe that we i believe that we make the choice or have the choice of um having an earth plane life or not You know, Bill, that
0: is exactly where I wanted to go at this moment. And let me phrase it as a question. What is it about the concept of reincarnation, about the value of past lives and the concept of earth school that persuades, if not convinces you, that reincarnation is
1: really how it works? Interesting question. So, um... What comes to mind is you see different, especially children who are at a very, very young age come in with extraordinary uh, musical gifts and so forth. Well, they got that from somewhere. It's a, it's like I call it a continuum or continuation from previous lives. They've got that from, um, that experience from other lives that they've had. So that would be one indication that I would uh, use as an example of previous lives. Some people actually have a sense or a uh, sort of memory, so to speak, of their past lives or different places they've been, different experiences they've had. They feel drawn to certain um, places on earth. So I feel like that is from past life, ex- life experiences.
2: I couldn't agree more. And I, I one of the reasons uh, that we've talked about with others, why we don't recall those really easily, is that it would muddy up this life to to have so much information. But also you've died in all kinds of different ways. and And so you don't want to be thinking about all those deaths that you had. You just want right. to live mm-hmm. this life but there are a couple of things where i've said you know what i'm so afraid of thus and such i'm sure i died like that you know i th- i think that had to be one of my deaths because right now it's like i'm i'm really afraid about one thing or another and um and so there are those clues that you might get
1: absolutely and um some people come in to a lifetime with um, certain illnesses or allergies or memories that can't be traced to anything in this lifetime, that would be another clue um, that I see sometimes with people. Um, I've, I know one person that's got strange fevers every once in a while, and I feel like that is past life. Related. There's no f- sort of physical um, reason that that person should have those experiences on a continuing basis. So that's what I. That's the way I look at it.
2: Okay, you know, I I got right into questioning you about your your background and your your intro and bio. What we have been doing in December these last few weeks when we've been opening the show we've been asking people if they have a favorite Christmas movie or if they have a favorite Christmas song does something come in mind to you because culturally at Christmas time you know we're all about certain things that either remind us of our childhood or are very pleasant experiences Gary was saying he loves a Christmas story the movie how do you feel about that? What what's calls to you?
1: What comes to mind for me is uh, the song Jingle Bells. That oh, just like, really? Right off the top of my head when you started that question, um, uh-huh. Jingle Bells. Absolutely. Just brings a smile to my face.
2: And you're the first person who has said Jingle Bells. And that's Hi. that's definitely a standard. I mean, you hear that everywhere. So, yep, yep, absolutely. yeah, absolutely and Nathan was even jingling the bells at the opening so perfect perfect perfect
0: bill i let me go ahead and turn a page here when when we talk about the the card the tarot deck itself i've talked to you about the major arcana before it seems to me if i recall correctly i'm curious to know what is meant by
1: the pip cards what are their significance in a reading Okay, so basically um, it depends on the individual card. Um, so the minor arcana, um, pentacles or coins usually represent money or work. Um, swords are usually the more challenges, the difficulties, the endings, um, those kinds of things. Um, cups have to do with emotions. Love. It depends on the reading itself. Depends on the question. Um, wands are basically business, uh, related, um, business. Um, I'm trying to think of an example here. Starting a job, um, getting along with people, those kinds of things. So those are the basic. Aspects of the basic meanings of each of the cards. Um, I read the, um, the horsemen or the knights as thoughts of, of people. Um, some people read them differently than that, but they represent the thoughts of people to me. So it depends on the reader. It depends on the, actually, the specific question that the, client is asking. But basically, those are the general um, kinds of meetings, pentacles, money, wands, business, swords, difficulties, challenges, and cups, love, or emotion.
0: Thank you for explaining that, because to me, it seems like a full reading is a composite, and with composites come nuances. So I I can see somebody Consulting with a man like you and coming away with a lot to ponder rather than a cut and dried answer.
1: Absolutely. And that leads to another thing I was going to suggest too, as well as um, a lot of people go for a reading or call me or book with me because they want to hear a certain thing. And um, I don't just give like, okay, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. I give choices to people as to what they can do, especially if they don't like a certain outcome. In many cases, you can change the outcome if you don't like it. Um, And I also know that some people, I call it psychic shop. They go to different psychics, hoping to hear certain things uh, with the idea that in mind that if a psychic says something that is automatically going to happen. So they just have to find the right psychic to tell them what they want to hear. But that's not the way that it works. Um, what we're doing when we read for people is we're reading the energy that the client has created. I call it on another level or on a subconscious level. We're looking at the possibilities and potentials that you've created or the client has created for their future is what we're doing.
0: And if, it, if we're creating the future, I've come to believe that it's okay with the universe, God, higher power for us to change course
1: or change our mind. Absolutely. We all have free will. And that's what I was um, yeah, sort of suggesting is that we can change in many cases, the outcomes or our approach to a situation. Um, if, I let's say, I'm going to give an example. Sometimes I remember doing readings for people when they asked if they were going to get a certain job, and I didn't really see that happening for them. So what I will do is suggest um, a different approach or that they have a friend or family member take a look at their um, resume, their cover letter, uh, it may be that that person is not meant to do that kind of work or that specific job. It's like when one door closes, another one opens. So there's always a choice that you have in a situation. Um, you also have the choice whether to take a position if it is, uh, um, offered to you. So there's always that choice that you
0: have. It's good to know that we can be a choice as we often are in life. Yes we're allowing ourselves a moment for I know, I was, profound contemplation. I was
2: I was just thinking about what it was Bill was saying. When the, now there's a a difference. You're a multifaceted person, Bill, doing um you know Reiki and and the tarot cards, the Akashic records. Um do you um for you, what is what is it about the the tarot that intrigues you and draws you to that as much or more than the other things that you do?
1: Interesting. Um, the way I express that is to me, the tarot cards are, are a tool. I'm using my psychic abilities while I'm reading, but they're a specific tool. They give they give you a certain direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. In, in doing a reading, certain indications, maybe that I wouldn't pick up psychically or clues or directions. It's a very specific visual, uh, indication. I want to call it, um, that helps me to give really more precise readings to people than just a general, um, kind of answer to a question. So to me, it's more specific than just a psych, psychic. Reading per se.
2: Do you want people to come to you with a with a specific question, or do you prefer kind of a blank sheet and just have their names and kind of go from there? Do you, I do you actually, like, do you pre- like it blank, or do you do you want something written on the blackboard? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will work
1: with both, but mostly I suggest that people come with prepared questions. I do begin each reading with a general question, and I do not want to know anything about the client before I read them. So it's it's it works both ways. In other words, I give a general reading to begin with, so I don't want to know anything. But after that, I want my clients to walk away with specific things that help them in their life. So I want them to come with questions so that they feel that they walked away with something that really relates to their life can help their life specifically i call it um, how to pay the bills you know sort of speak really down to earth because i'm an, i'm a virgo i'm an earth sign so i like really down to earth answers solutions i want my clients to walk away with specific directions or answers to their questions
2: well, Gary's a Virgo, and so I know exactly what you mean about wanting that practicality of things, uh, the Virgo, the, the workhorse of the Zodiac, and, uh, and, and want practical answers. And, and when you're talking about the, the money, emotions, challenges, business, I would think that this really covers just about every question you could possibly get. You know, it's either going to be relationships, career, money—you know, the things that that we all kind of struggle with and work on while we're here.
1: Absolutely, <clears throat> I do get um, some questions. I call it family dynamics, in other words, challenges in families. That that's a very common um, aspect too. One of the things that I'm seeing lately, excuse me, <clears throat> is people seem to be searching or needing direction and they're sort of many people are sort of lost excuse me, I'm gonna clear my throat. <clears> throat. Many people are sort of feeling lost right now is what I'm seeing a lot of. So they're looking for direction is one of the things that I've been seeing a lot lately.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Why don't we
0: go ahead and give out the numbers because okay. we have our break to take mm-hmm. and then we want to okay. do the marketing piece right for bills why don't we do
2: everything a little bit earlier and maybe
0: we'll be able to squeeze in another caller exactly
2: that sounds perfect if you can call from anywhere and the area code to call would be 425-373-5527 that's from anywhere in the united states anywhere around the world 425-373-5527 If you're in Western Washington, there is an additional toll-free number at 1-888-298-5569. 888-298-5569. We will go ahead, take our break a few minutes early. We will come back with Bill Champlin. And if you have a question for him, I have a question for you. And that's going to be, in order to get your reading today, you have to tell us if you have a favorite Christmas movie or a favorite Christmas song. So we're just collecting this information and we we want to know what people like. So thank you for calling. We appreciate it. And we'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detail in each magazine with all your itinerary we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life please get a copy of american road and start your own adventure staying connected with gary mance and suzanne mitchell is easy just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is Mitchell.com Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Lauren Archer with empowering ideas to set the stage for a new year and a new you. On
2: Saturday, Michael John Fierro, numerologist, returns for his annual visit and insights into what to expect in 2024. What does it mean to enter a numerological eight year? bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.
0: Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com.
2: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. And our guest this hour, Bill Champlin. Tarotbybill.com is his website. Bill, if people would like to connect with you, I just gave out the website, but tell me what else um, they can get from you and your website and any other social media or anything else you'd like to share.
1: Okay. So the website is tarotbybill.com, T A R O T by Bill.com. You can look that up on any social media, tarotbybill.com, basic, or tarotbybill, psychic Bill Champlin. And you will find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, so forth.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. All right. We, uh, We we're adding another element in addition to your favorite Christmas movie or Christmas song. We'd like to know your astrological sun sign for Bill. And we are going to take Sean first from Seattle. Hello, Sean. You have to remind me, I know you've called in before, but what is your astrological sun sign? I'm a cancer. He's a cancer. Okay. And do you have a favorite Christmas movie or song? Oh, I'd say Silent Night. Oh, very good. Very good. And meet Bill Champlin.
1: Hello, Bill. Hi. How are you, Sean? Doing well, thank you. What is your question today? That question is about my romantic life. Um, I was in a very serious relationship just a little bit over a year ago, ended abruptly. Um, had some dates since then, but nothing quite like what I was in. Okay. Um, I'm wondering, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about the, the relationship that ended abruptly. Okay, let's just take a quick look here. I'm just doing a three card spread for everyone today. So let's take a look and see what we see for Sean today. And you're always welcome to contact me later for a more in-depth reading, if you'd like. Let's take take a look for you. Yeah, there was a problem, I feel like, around the relationship. And I want to say I feel like it was sort of there for a while. Um, I feel like there was some patience that was applied like trying to figure things out but then eventually it was just time for the relationship to um split up and this person moved on from your life but i so i feel like there was an issue for a while it wasn't just a sudden thing that came on even though that may have been your experience at the time okay all right and as i mentioned you're welcome to go to my website and book a more in-depth reading um, to take a look at that more closely. Okay. Anything else today? No, I'll do it. All right, well, thank you very much. Merry
2: Christmas, Sean. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Thank you, Sean. Thank you.
2: Okay, that leaves a line open, and I want to give out our number from anywhere again. 425-373-5527. Four two five three seven three five five two seven. you call that line. Uh, Nathan will get you in queue to talk with Bill Champlin. Next, we have Sim calling from Seattle. Sim, what is your astrological sign? Um, uh, Virgo. You're you're okay. at, you're asking it like you're not sure. When's your when's your birthday without the year? No, I, I was just trying to remember the name of it. Oh, okay. So you're uh, you're born in like August or September? September. Okay, very good. And do you have a favorite Christmas movie or Christmas song? I like the tune, A Child is Born. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, well, thank you. And meet <laughs> Phil Champlin.
1: Hi, Sam, how are you?
2: I'm pretty good. I wanted to know if it looks like I'll be opening a recovery home soon.
1: Okay, basically, it sounds like like starting a business, and you're also a Virgo. I'm a Virgo as well, so fellow Virgo, nice to talk with you. Thank you. Let's take a look here about basically starting a business, opening a recovery home. Um, Actually, the first card interesting that shows up is the Four of Wands, which is home. I read that as home. So it looks good. Um, it's like you're juggling several things at the same time. I call it like wearing two hats when you do this or uh, trying to keep something else going as far as your work at the same time. And I feel like you've done this kind of work before. And it's like you're renewing something that you've done before. It's like um, continuing on a path that you've already started from previously. So it, it does look good for you oh good super any other questions today um is there anything that you see that i should know okay let's do we'll do another three cards here for sim and see what we see here feel like you're very goal oriented um very sort of driven goal oriented a lot of energy um finances look good um for you happiness um, coming up i feel like 2024 is going to be a good year for you um, there's something that's completing itself especially before you begin or start the recovery home something completing itself and then new beginnings and happiness for you in 2024 so it does look good for you
2: well thank you very much
1: all right Anything else today?
2: Uh, I think you can help someone else. Uh, I can always ask more questions, but I think uh, you did a good job. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank you, you very calling, much. for calling, Sam. Merry Christmas. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Sam. Bye now. All right. Now we have a couple lines open, so I'm going to give out the numbers again. From anywhere, you can call 425-373-5527. And you can also call toll free at 1 888 298 5569. And Nathan will be in studio to put people through to bill.
1: Let me sort of reiterate something that um, going, going back a little bit in our discussion. So basically, when you um, contact a psychic, what we're doing is looking at the energy that you've created on another level, is the way I express it to people. Um, So what I can do is sort of look at your future, what you've created as far as finances, family, job, relationships, and so forth. Those are the basic questions that most people ask. Um, What I tend not to be um, as prone to do is People will call and say, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I don't know what kind of work to do. That's something that basically has to come from the person. You have to find out what your passion is, um, find out what your own direction is. Um, My experience is, is if I try to tell someone or suggest to someone or take a look and see what they may be good at, I tend to get silence on the other end of the line So because it basically has to come from you. So what I can do is give you a direction as to what you've created, what you've already created in your life. Um, I can't really take a look and tell you what kind of work to do. I can look at two different options. If you've got two different options to look at, as far as two different directions you might want to go in, I can definitely take a look and see what... Energy is there in each uh, regard to each kind of work that you're suggesting. Um, I can also, it's a little bit challenging to tell people where to find love or who to marry or to make a decision. What I can do is, in that regard, is look at, let's say there's several different people you're considering, thinking about. I can look at the energy um, for each for you and each person, and see what that energy looks like. But it's ultimately the client's free will choice as to who they're going to ma- who they're going to marry, who they're going to date, and so forth.
2: You know, you talk about looking at the energy, Bill, and we've talked about um, people with different astrological signs and different energies and things like that. And it seems like in some cases we're really here to fulfill some of our own learning on this, in this lifetime and on this planet. And so it might seem as though the person that we're meeting is not really the perfect person, but it may be somebody that we have a contract with to meet. Maybe there is something for us to learn about ourselves in dealing with a particular kind of person Where you might say, I don't know how I could have ever dated him or her because they were so, you know, whatever they were, but maybe you need to learn something. Maybe you need to learn how to stand up for yourself, love yourself, you know, be generous, you know, be a particular way. And it might not look like your relationship is all that quote unquote perfect. But maybe it, it is exactly what you need to fulfill a destiny.
1: Absolutely. And I do believe that a lot of people will ask <clears throat> um, when they meet someone, is this going to work out? Is, am I wasting my time? Well, in my view, you're never wasting your time. You're learning something, as you mentioned. Um, <clears throat> so I don't feel like there's a mistake. You're always learning something in each relationship, and you're absolutely correct. Um, the people that you meet were put in your path for you to learn something from, and you always learn something from everyone and that may that one person that you're seeing right now that's not the so-called perfect person may be preparing you to meet someone even better in your future, so that's always an aspect as well, but I do get people that will call and say, well, I just met someone, let's say on a dating site or whatever, and I don't want to waste my time. Um, so they want to get a psychic perspective. And I just basically encourage them, you're not wasting your time, see what's there, unless I really see something that's really challenging where they may want to move away. But otherwise, they've got something I feel like to learn from that person that they've met in some way, shape, or form.
2: Yes, because if there was an attraction to begin with of any kind, then that would say that there is something there for you to get. I mean, even if you're aggravated with somebody, they had when Harry met Sally on last night on TV, and these two people were so aggravated with each other half the time, but there was something for them to learn out of that relationship. And it, it kind of reminds me, I was, I was reading something uh, this week about um, how there aren't any wasted years, that everything that has happened up to this point has been exactly what has needed to happen for your choices today. And so you, you can't have a lot of regrets about the past. And it reminds me of the hundred frogs. I mean, you got to kiss a hundred frogs before you meet the prince. That's and, right. And and so when somebody says, you know, should I be wasting my time, you know, dating a certain person? No, you you should date a a, a variety of people in order to meet the prince. You you can't expect that you, you know you're only going to meet one person and that's going to be the perfect one and that's it. Okay, door closed. The end. Right. It 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 rarely works out like that.
1: Yeah. And, um, you're actually learning from each person you meet so that you grow yourself to be, um, ready for a, the so-called perfect relationship or the perfect, uh, the better mate, the long-term, uh, mate. One of the other, that leads me to another thing. One of the other questions I get a lot is, you know, where is my soulmate? Have I met my soulmate? And I, I, my perspective is a little bit different than a lot of people on that. I tend to diminish the the concept of soul mate because of the co- the context that that has for many people. Like they think they're going to meet um, someone who completes their sentences before they say anything. It's a perfect relationship. They get along. There's total bliss all the time, and that's never the case. There's always something to learn from each relationship, um, I actually asked one client what their perspective or meaning of soulmate is. And they told me that it's someone that they meet who eventually they break up with and get back together with. And I said, well, if you break up with someone, depending on how you break up with them, would you trust them again to get back together? And they, they pause. You could hear that long pause and that long thought. So I, I feel like it's the concept of soulmate. It, it's a little bit, um, overdone. So I tend to try to sort of diminish that concept. So people aren't expecting to meet the perfect person because there's never the perfect person. There's always human, um, human people that you're going to meet with challenges.
2: Sure. Also, the idea of emotions, I think people will identify a soulmate as somebody that they feel highly, highly emotional about, you know, they they just want (laughs) to be with them every second. They want to be next to them every second, you know, arm to arm, just, you know, right there. And sometimes all of that emotion is just something that needs to come up and come out does that really mean that that's your your soulmate? But th- that's kind of how we think of it. You know, right. I'm going to be inseparable from this person. And, you know, that's, I, I don't know that that's really what a soulmate is. It, it You know, it, it's like it drives your emotions and then you're emotional rather than actually living the best life that you can live. Absolutely. Because it, then you're at the effect of all the emotions.
1: And also uh, what comes to mind is, you might uh, you might meet someone who you have sort of a challenge in getting along with and that may be the perfect person for you because of the dynamic of each of your personalities that may be the long-term relationship for you because you both sort of get sort of um um are interested in meeting someone that you sort of have a challenge getting along with or learning you you have a sort of humor about how you don't always see eye to eye. So it depends on the dynamic of the individual person. That person that you don't necessarily totally get along with may be your so-called soulmate or long-term relationship.
2: And again, it may be a contract where you have agreed to really learn from one another and experience certain things from one another, So even though it looks a little contentious, that might be your perfect person.
1: Absolutely. Because you may need to learn patience. You may need to learn certain aspects from them. It's not only meeting someone that you get along with or that's a long-term relationship or that is the so-called perfect person, but you meet someone to learn things about yourself. It's it's like a a mirror that person or the people that you meet are mirroring what you um, sort of express within yourself, what you need to learn yourself. So they are there for you to um, learn something from as well as gain something from as, you know, in addition to, so in other words, it's a two way street.
2: I had a a friend in, in Sarasota a year or two ago, talking about you know wishing that she had a mate you know i wish i had somebody like you have gary and and i said to this lady you know you're always learning about yourself what you learn about yourself when you don't have a mate is different from what you learn about yourself when you do have a mate you're talking about having the other person being a mirror for you But you still, it's still all about your own soul's expansion, whether you're doing it as a single person or as a coupled person. You're still always learning about yourself. Yep, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, we've been chatting away and we haven't given out those numbers in a bit. So let me give out the numbers one more time because we still are inviting callers. If you would like to jump in here. And that is from anywhere, 425-373-5527. Join us in our conversation. And if you're in Western Washington, you can also call 888-298-5569.
0: Bill, I'm curious to know if you can lay out three cards, and this is an invitation to do so if you're comfortable with it, to indicate generally, and I'm talking here about the, um, the world itself, the way things are going as best we can apprehend what's going on, the flow of, I mean, there's so much going on in the world that is tragic, but there we get up every morning, we go about our lives. Would you mind laying out three cards that represent the world's spirit, the movement of the world, the trends globally and see what shows up? I would be very curious to know.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do that. I'm shuffling the cards as we're speaking.
2: Three cards for Mother Gaia. Yeah. The the earth itself. I like that. Let's
1: see what he, actually, it's actually quite positive, actually. Um, The Ten of Cups, which is to me is like dreams, things, aspirations, dreams of an emotional nature coming true. It can indicate family. a feeling of family as well communication is showing up um the the knight of wands which i see as communication or receiving messages it's like also a suggestion spiritually to pay attention to spiritual messages as well and then the final outcome is awakening renewal um revitalization so it's like always staying positive, even though there's the um, challenges going on in the world, staying positive, um, looking for renewal, looking for growth is what I'm seeing.
0: I like that's pretty good. And that's a pretty good prospectus. The word I was looking for is zeitgeist, a world spirit. And it's interesting to me uh, whenever I talk to somebody to find out whether or not that can be explored. Because the world itself, we have one planet to share. And I wonder what is it that is coming our way that everyone would need to know about to some degree in order to make the best adaptation to what is coming.
1: Interesting. So I'll lay out another three cards and let's see what we see about that. Um. Okay. Sort of a perspective or how to see or how to handle what's coming let's take a look real quick at that here okay well definitely challenges completions i'm going to be honest ten of swords which is some misfortunes burdens problems the challenges that we're going through now also, ten of pentacles, so two tens. Tens are a completion and transition. So it's still a positive message. It's like, so stay positive. There's um, better days coming. It may be a while. And then the final card is nine of wands, which I read as extra energy will be given, um, reserve uh reserve, um, energy in reserve, uh, preparation for better things to come. So it's still, uh, even though we see things in a certain way, can see things in a sort of a negative way right now, but it's still a positive message that I'm seeing here regarding what's coming up and how to handle um, what is coming in 2024.
2: Well, I like that.
1: You know, I've heard so much about the
0: age of Aquarius since I was a teenager, Bill. Yes, the age of Aquarius. And I'm wondering, okay, how does it announce itself? Because that was a long time ago <laughs> when the, the fifth dimension sang that song. You know, I believe it was from the musical Hair. And here we are. And I'm going, well, you know, there are some perennials, international conflict, poverty, disease, etc., the challenges of life, of living on this earth plane. And yet with the age of Aquarius, I'm still, even at my advanced age, all these years later, I look at it and I go, I don't know if I would recognize it if it showed up. And I don't mean to be cynical about that. I just really don't know.
1: Yeah. And I'm um, not, to be honest with you, I'm not so sure that age of Aquarius is coming, especially in our lifetimes. Um, but I do think, I do feel like, Things will get better. Um, So just you always have to keep a positive attitude toward things. And the other thing, especially about right now, is I tend not to watch the news as much as I possibly can, um, because it is so challenging Um, trying to stay positive, trying to keep the energy up so I can do readings for people. Um, so I tend not to watch the news and I'm a news junkie myself, so it's challenging, um, but it's sometimes a little bit too much. So I would actually encourage people to try not to watch the news as much as they can um, and sort of say, stay focused on your individual life, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish going forward. That's great advice.
2: It is, it is great advice. And Gary and I have been having those kinds of conversations, um, you know, just in our home about, watching less news and people that we've talked to in our circle of friends are saying much the same thing that they are watching less news than they were. You don't wanna be completely ignorant about it, but the news is so predominantly negative that you just wanna have a teaspoon of it every day and um, and just know generally what's happening but you know Gary and I talk about what are the things that we can do to be more positive when it it seems like there's so much going on in the world you know not just the two wars we know about but many many other conflicts right and, and so you know we've taken to doing a little bit more reading we've taken to doing just a little bit more praying and um and and getting more outside you know, just be out in nature. We're we're walking every day. You do need to keep your yourself, your own mind kind of in a, a good space and not let it let the news bring you down because it's pretty easy to do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're into sports or art or anything like that, sort of Get more into that, watch you know, um, games on TV or whatever instead of watching the news. Get, get something going else, get something else going on in your life so that you don't focus so much on the news.
2: Our listeners know that I, I got an interest in hockey after my Chicago Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups. And when Gary and I moved to Florida, we became uh, Tampa Bay Lightning fans, got tickets. We've been to quite a few hockey games, n- no season tickets, but you know once or twice a year we'll, we'll go to the arena. And it, it is fun at that kind of a sporting event with, with you know cheering people and wearing the shirts and all of that. And I, I've really gotten excited about something that I never was before absolutely and, and it's now there's a new sport i'm interested in and and i like it it's fast paced and i i understand it more and more and i see the the ballet of it i don't particularly like the the fighting which also goes on there absolutely but, but you know it, i'm a, a come lately to the party hockey fan and uh and so i i agree that you can get an interest in something else whether it is sports or something else too to uh, get your mind off things that are much less pleasant.
1: Absolutely. And I'm a Seattle Kraken fan. So, um, yeah, I watch their games all the time. So that's always exciting, as you mentioned. It's The games are always exciting to watch.
2: Gary and I brought hockey to Seattle. I don't know if you know that, Bill. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> we We were talking about how Seattle needs a hockey team years and years before it arrived there. Uh-huh. And and so we felt like we were putting that in everybody's ear. Seattle needs a hockey team.
1: Yeah, my my dad took us to hockey games when I was a kid, so that's where I sort of gained an interest in in that. So I'm really happy that Seattle has the Kraken now. Yeah. I'm
0: curious to know, Bill, are tickets still hard to come by and priced atmospherically, not to say stratospherically? I've been told those tickets, so if you can get one, wow, are they costly.
1: Yeah, they are costly. They're a little bit uh, expensive. Yes, they are.
0: Well, that's going to be the case. You know, I mean, Seattle, I always felt Seattle was going to be a big hockey town because it already was. There was a lot of support for the minor league teams. Right. And it occurred to me years and years ago that you have natural rivalries in the region. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks. Obviously, to the south, you have the San Jose Sharks, you've got the LA teams. It just makes sense. And in Canada, of course, you got Calgary and Edmonton. It's all right there. And I thought, wow, the NHL is really missing an opportunity. It had to be on somebody's mind in high places because they finally made it happen. And I think a lot of it had to do with the right arena because the NHL has its standards. Whenever possible, they want to introduce a team that can play in a big attractive arena. State of the art, if possible.
1: Right. And that's why they basically rebuilt uh Key Arena into Climate Pledge Arena. And it is beautiful. I don't know if you've been there, but
2: No, we it haven't.
1: Is... Oh my God. Cause I um I've been there before when it was Key Arena, and then to see it now, it's like a culture shock. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
2: Mm. I love that.
0: I hope we get there sometime.
2: I love that. I want you to give out your information one more time, Bill, about how people can reach you, maybe get a reading from you, and any places that you show up personally in the Seattle area that you'd like to tell our listeners about before we close.
1: Okay. So they can go to Tarot by Bill, T A R O T by Bill.com. There is a booking button right on the homepage where you can book your reading. I'm also on social media. Um, today and tomorrow on the weekends, I'm at Mystic Sanctuary in Tacoma on 27th and Bridgeport. Um, they can go to my website and on my live events page, they will see my upcoming events. Uh, in March, I will be at the Meeker Mansion Spiritualist Psychic Fair. That's. Every, I think every three months, they've got a super fair at Meeker Mansion in Puyallup. But basically I'm at Mystic Sanctuary on weekends, Saturday and Sunday from noon to five. They're welcome to book, call the, call the store or go to my website and book through my website. I will be there today starting at noon. As soon as we get off the radio here, I'll be taking off and getting, re- getting ready to go there.
0: And that is exactly what we need to do right now. Bill Champlin, thank you, sir. Happy holidays to you. Same to you. And to everybody listening, have wonderful holidays. And we will be back on the air soon. Thanks for listening today. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Lauren Archer with empowering ideas to set the stage for a new year and a
2: new you. On Saturday, Michael John Fierro, numerologist, returns for his annual visit and insights into what to expect in 2024. What does it mean to enter a numerological eight-year? Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.